mama, welcome. Pull up a seat and join me in one of the most difficult conversations that we can possibly have. The loss of our children. United in this very uncomfortable motherhood as we come to understand what it means for our children to be swaddled in the stars when we want so badly for them to be in our arms. We're going to chat about grief, about joy, and about chasing rainbows, and I am honored to walk by your side. Hey, Leah, welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing so good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited to chat. I know we were just chatting over on your podcast and getting to know each other little bit what a gift to share a horrible experience but with joy um I'd love to hear a little bit about you and just who you are what you do and what your journey's been like yeah for sure so my name is Leah Coughlin and I'm currently always at home because of COVID (laughs) yep I'm married to my amazing husband, Evan. He's a youth pastor and he's currently doing his master's in clinical psychology. Um, So he's busy with that. We have a two-year-old daughter named June. And yeah, so I'm I'm basically like doing the stay-at-home mom thing right now. I work on the weekends at a bakery. And yeah, so we lost, we had a loss, um, an early miscarriage at about six weeks and that was the loss of our second little, our second little one in our family. So, yeah. 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 We were chatting too. What a crazy reality that you and I were going through something so yeah. full of emotion at the same time. I can't even believe yeah. that. Yeah. What, what in your loss inspired you to start a podcast. I thought it was so cool to know that other people were doing this to yeah. share people's stories. How did you go from losing a child to wanting to do something like that? Yeah. So when we first lost our little our little baby, it was about six weeks. And as soon as we lost the baby, I felt like every single emotion that you could possibly feel, I was yeah. like numb. I was sad. I was happy. I was like, not happy that I lost a baby, but I felt all this like guilt around like, why am I laughing right now? I just lost my baby. Why am I sad? Other people have had it worse than me. And I also like the biggest thing that I felt was like, just, I didn't know if the, the grief that I was feeling or all the emotions I were feeling were valid because of how early the loss was. And so it was kind of on this like journey with God where he like just showed up in so many ways and he just continually like validated this little life that I carried and kept reminding me that this baby was my child and that it was an actual living human that I carried and it was his child too that he loved and so throughout this process of like him revealing that to me and kind of confirming all the things that I was feeling um I kind of had this desire to create a space where other women could feel like yeah that was my child or that's how she felt oh yeah that's how I feel too like I'm not alone in this so I actually really felt like God was asking me to do it and 
it's not something that's usually in like my comfort zone. I kind of like argued with God about it. I was like, are you sure God, like, I'm not really a public speaker. Are you sure you want me to do this? And you know, when God asks you to do something and you kind of like put it off, but you just know, like deep down inside of you, like this is what you have to do. So I just trusted God with it and started a platform. It's called The Carried Life, where women just basically come on and share their stories of the little lives that they lost. And I'm hoping that it's a space where women who share can feel it's like a healing process to share the stories of their kids and other women who are listening can feel like they're not alone on their journey of grief and all the different range of things that they may be feeling through their losses. Absolutely. And how far... Uh, yes, I can't say how far along, but where were you in your experience when you decided to start? Yeah, so I, I'll tell you a little story about like what happened. Um, when I was going through the early stages of grief, I, uh, I was like getting like really angry at my husband and my daughter and I knew I just needed to like go and process what had happened because I hadn't really like taken time to like sit down and be like, what just happened and like talk to God about it. So I like took a day by myself and I went and I like walked in a forest and I, <laughs> I talked to God like out loud. People probably thought I was crazy. I was like, why God? I don't understand. And like, I just kind of talked to him about what was happening. And I sat on like a bench and it was like looking down this big slope of these huge trees. And I sat on the bench and I looked at our pictures of our pregnancy test and we had some pictures taken of our daughter June with a shirt that said big sister and I just kind of talked to God and was like I don't I don't get this like I need you to like kind of show up and tell me why like what why did this happen and what are you going to do with this kind of thing because I want this little baby's life to matter and I want other people to know about them and so I got up from the bench and I walked away and I like in my spirit, I was like, I need to read this plaque. And you know how you're walking through forests and they tell you information about like <laughs> leaves and stuff like that? I was like, why do you want me to read this plaque, God? So, but I just knew I had to read it. And it was describing like the trees that I was looking at down the slope while I was processing everything. And they're called Eastern Hemlock Trees. And the plaque read that these trees, um, they flourish and they grow immensely in the coldest and darkest seasons of the year mm -hmm. and wow. that they provide protection and food and shelter for other animals when they can't get it in the, in the harshest seasons. So they actually like all flock to this one tree in this, this, this covered area to provide protection when it's dark and cold. So mm -hmm. I kind of like felt like in that moment that God had something for me that he was going to like grow me in this season and that it was going to stretch me and kind of bring me to a place where that I would be able to kind of help be that protection and help bring comfort to other people that were going through that dark season. So I kind of knew in that moment that he wanted me to do something out of it, but I didn't know what that was. And I think as I kept going on, I kind of felt like that the thing I kept coming back to was um, sharing our stories and like how that even just saying our baby's names or sharing their life like shows how valid life is at that stage and the grief of it kind of shows like 
yeah, you lost something significant. So I think that's where it came from. Like, I really felt like I haven't had a big, lot of big moments in my life like that, where I felt specifically like God's asked me to do something, but it felt like this is something that he genuinely wanted me to do. And so that's kind of what brought me to it. I kind of knew there was something coming and then this is kind of where it formed into. So, yeah, that's so beautiful. And it's so refreshing to have someone like you because I feel like the people I come across are so often overwhelmed by their grief Mm. that the thought of bringing other people into it is not crossing a lot of mama's minds and that's Mm -hmm. okay because that's where they are yeah but your desire to get up and pull other people in is something I've kind of felt alone in and so Mm. it's it's really it's really nice to know that other people are wanting to do that too. And I know, I know that there are other people who are doing things in different ways. I've seen, you know, other people make crafts or offer poems, or there are so many people who do like graphics for other mamas. And so people are using their gifts and, and that's great and wonderful. But like you said, to really share your child with the world. I know it's, that's something I was sharing with you too on the podcast. Yeah. So again, to see the aligning of our hearts is just really beautiful yeah, too. Yeah, it is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I just, I feel like this experience can be so overwhelming that people don't see the gift of their child. It's, mm. it's the hurt of what God took away or you're yeah. lost. There's so much yeah. loss, but the things you gain from the gift of child loss are beautiful too. Yeah. Yeah. I totally know what you mean. I was thinking about this a while back, like the things that we get from grief, like the gifts of grief. And one of them for me was like this very eternal perspective that I had after losing my child. Like, I feel like I see life in like a different way now. I don't know if you feel the same, but like, I feel like I'm just so like, I knew about, like, I, I wouldn't think about being in God's presence in heaven a whole lot before this but now it's like something that my heart is just like longing for (laughs) like I'm like I just can't wait to be with my baby again and everything that I do feels more meaningful knowing the fragility of life and that like we have this life to like give to love God and to love others and like we might have a very short time or we might have a long time but like a gift that that loss has taught me is that like I have this life and I can I can help other people with it and I can share my baby's life and honor their life through it and yeah it's just been one of those gifts like you were talking about um that's been for me for sure is like that eternal perspective that I feel like is so present in my everyday life now because of because of the child that we lost yeah absolutely definitely definitely I'm excited in part two of this, Leah, over on Patreon for those who support what work we're trying to do with Swaddles and the Stars. Um, I'm excited over there to chat with you about kind of just the daily grind or the little moments or the big moments where your child has really come to life with you. But as we wrap up this part of the podcast, I would love to hear as a mother of a living child, because that's just not my perspective. How do you balance motherhood to both a living child and a child in heaven? And again, maybe without getting into the dailiness of that, just 
you said you had a big sister shirt already picked mm-hmm. out and everything. How did that go along with your grief and with your processing while still being a mom to your child? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think like her being so young when it happened, uh, mm-hmm. she didn't fully comprehend what was going on, but it was a lot at first, like balancing being present for her and then also holding space for what I was feeling as well. Um, So that was like one element of it. I tried my best to like kind of involve her in that process. Uh, One of the ways that I did it is I taught her he's got the whole world in his hands. So she would sing, um, he's got the little bitty baby in his hands. Uh And it was like something that like, she didn't know the process of what happened. But for me, it was a way of connecting with her, kind of experiencing that lost together and kind of honoring that little one um through like with her having an experience of honoring that little one that we lost with her so although she didn't understand I had my own ways of connecting with her and trying to um share that experience with her so yeah that was probably like one of the biggest is just balancing being there for her and feeling whatever I'm feeling and um holding space for that and also trying to involve her in, in the ways that made me feel like we were honoring our other child as well. So, Yeah, that is so beautiful. And I hope it's something that hits home. I know some of the women listening to this, just because they're a part of the Mama's Tribe, I know they're familiar with this podcast that they do have living children and mm. others of us do not. And so I think it's so yeah. cool to hear just different perspectives so that, again, we're not alone. And you know, I don't know the same grief, you know, because you have a living child and you don't know the same grief I know because I don't. And so being able to share in what experiences we do have and yet still being able to hear from one another about what loss looks like with or without or whatever the case may be. Um, Leah, it has been such an honor to chat with you. I'm so excited to continue our conversation over on Patreon. For those of you listening, um, I am going to include a link to Leah's podcast and the work that she's doing, and I would encourage you all to go check that out and to be reminded through her joy and through her experience that you are not alone. Thank you, Leah. Thank you so much. It's been actually such a gift to connect with you today. I've been so blessed by it, so thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely.